Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we are going to be covering a movie called A Walk to Remember based on a novel of the same name by Nicholas Sparks. Courtney, you're kind of feeling him, aren't you? No, no, no. <laughs> I feel this book in particular, this movie in particular, he doesn't get a pass because I like one movie, okay, or one book. I stand by everything I've previously said. Two movies. Huh? You liked The Notebook. I didn't like The Notebook, but I didn't hate The Notebook. I tolerated The Notebook. Really? So you like this this one more than The Notebook? It's Shane West and Mandy Moore. If the casting was different, I would probably hate it. I don't know what it is, but... That's fair. Yeah. Shane West and Mandy Moore. Obviously, if you were a 90s kid, you know Mandy Moore from her, you know, pop star days. She was like a little teeny bopper, like Britney Spears, but Christian. (laughs) Well, and also, if you're not a millennial, you probably know Mandy Moore from This Is Us. The younger generation knows her as an actress. Mm-hmm. And she's a damn good actress. When I originally watched this movie and I saw that they casted Mandy mm-hmm. Moore, I didn't think she was a good actress in the movie. I remember yeah. her being a little over the top, but rewatching it, I'm like, you know what? No, she was good. Yeah, she was good. So I don't know what my... I, I was young and naive. I was stupid. I know the soundtrack as a middle schooler slash high schooler. I bought with my own money the soundtrack for this movie because I love it so much. Courtney, it's so depressing. Why were you listening to this music? And some of it's uplifting. You know, some days we'll know why Samson loved Delilah. Someday okay. we'll um, know why the sky is blue. Courtney? You know, like, that's that's uplifting. I'm going to keep that entire singing portion in. Just so you never do it again. Do you honestly think that'll stop me? It's called Tough Love. You know what? My dad tried Tough Love too, and it didn't work for him either. (laughs) So. All right, guys. So this movie came out in 2002. So we're looking at late 90s fashion, like Y2K fashion. Mm -hmm. Which is starting to make a comeback, and it really hurts me. It pains me. Well, yeah. What's interesting is, like, the guys look old-fashioned the way they're dressed Mm -hmm. but the girls look like the girls do now like the fashion is back the y2k fashion so the movie starts us off at this uh, is it a water tower it looks like a water tower yes it's like a water tower like a little reservoir area and you can tell these are the bad kids they were talking about how they were getting drunk at school after the dance during the dance before the dance right so it's this group of kids it's like three boys and two girls and you could tell they are the obnoxious kids i mean especially the boys are so obnoxious yeah it's uncomfortable how weird they are yeah well the boys are really grabby and making sexual jokes and it's all very Mm -hmm. like early 2000s like honestly this is the shit we had to put up with Yeah, like, this was not even exaggerated for the movie. Like, I feel like this was toned down for the movie. We have to have a moment of silence for all the trauma. A moment of silence (laughs) for the trauma that we endured of preteen and teenage boys in the early 2000s. (laughs) So they're there waiting to initiate this kid into their bad kids club. They're basically hazing him, really. This is like trying to get into a fraternity or a sorority. It's like trying to get into a lame-ass club that doesn't have any benefits. 
nope. And the way they initiate him is that he has to climb up onto this scaffolding and jump into this pond. And that's, it's literally like an overfilled ditch. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel good about it. Um, I think when I don't I was, feel good about it. <laughs> I think when I was a kid watching this, I was like, oh my God, this is so like badass, you know? Yeah, as we all were. And now as an adult, I'm just like, honey, get down from there. Sweetie, get down. <laughs> we haven't paid our deductible yet. Do you know how much our copay is? Baby, get down, okay? <laughs> um, Landon, Shane West, he tells this kid who shows up to be initiated Hey, listen, man, don't sweat it. I'm taking the jump with you. So they climb up to the scaffolding and Landon tells the kid, okay, we're going to count to three and we're going to jump. But then Landon doesn't jump and the new kid jumps and he lands. The new kid lands really awkwardly. He belly flops and it's not deep enough. I just think the way you break water, especially from that height, very important. Yes. Belly flop is not the way you break water ever. That's the way you break bones. And so the kid lands on the water and doesn't move. And so all the other kids start freaking out. There was some sort of security guard or cop patrolling the area. And he sees all these kids there and he realizes something is wrong and calls for backup. Everybody else scatters like cockroaches. All the other kids do. Landon helps him out of the water you know, for a second there, I thought to myself, like, oh, wow, Landon is the only good person because he's staying with the injured kid because the kid is like yeah. barely conscious at this point. And he's he he wasn't. He wasn't good. <laughs> he ran away. <laughs> so after they, you know, almost kill a dude and then flee from the cops, well, try in Landon's case and fail. Mm -hmm. They're they're at church because that's what you do in the South. You commit felonies and then go to church. <laughs> Yeah, you go to church. Um, and it's funny because obviously the news has spread that, you know, a kid was injured and, mm -hmm. and Landon got in trouble for it. He took the fall. and But Landon's sitting there in church and the pastor, he seems to like subtweet Landon. Like he's just kind of like, there are people here that don't know God or something. <laughs> right? Imagine being shamed by your pastor in front of everybody, but he's not even saying your name, but it's really uncomfortable because everybody knows. Yeah. And the pastor has a daughter who is Mandy Moore and um, mm -hmm. her name is Jamie in the movie. And Jamie is on the choir and she sings like an angel. She looks like an angel. She walks like an angel. She is an angel. <laughs> um, you know what? Mandy Moore needs to go to the bunker if people be safe. Yes, you're right. You're right. We need a we need a spreadsheet. I think <laughs> we need a spreadsheet. We just need to make sure we have enough supplies because so far yeah. in the bunker we have Ed, Ed Sheeran. Chris Evans, Ryan Goslin, Rachel McAdams, Adele. Oh, I didn't know Adele was there. Why would she not be? Well, you can't just add people without asking me. It's our bunker. Okay, listen, imagine <laughs> Adele and Ed Sheeran have a baby. Imagine that voice on that baby. Listen, you're getting into sticky territory when you start like plotting reproduction. I okay? said imagine. Okay. Well, we're not actually building a bunker. It doesn't matter. I know, but I like to theorize about the bunker while still not sounding as creepy as possible. I think we really crossed the creepy barrier <laughs> a long time ago, bros. Okay. 
It's over. I think there's like a boundary there. But anyway, so Jamie is this beautiful angel. And while she's singing in the choir at church, she's making eyes at Landon. Yeah, she's making eyes at Landon. And they're not really come hither eyes, but they're definitely like, hey, boy eyes, you know? Yeah, they're like, hey, boy, I see you eyes. Yep. He sees her checking him out. She knows that she's been caught checking him out. She doesn't break eye contact, but he's just like shifting uncomfortably in his seat. (laughs) I know. She makes me uncomfortable. Like the way she stares at him makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you know, after Landon gets put on blast by the preacher, it shows him in the principal's office. Right. So now Landon has to face kind of the consequences of what he's done. He's not facing any legal charges because he said that he was driving past, saw him jump and then tried to help and then get out of there before anybody thought he had anything to do with it. The kid is in the hospital, by the way. Yeah, he's like in the hospital for a while. Right. Because he has several broken bones and injuries. And and also people think he's suicidal because Landon's telling people that he saw him jump. That he like, jumped. So Landon is in trouble, right? Not just for that incident, but for drinking beer at school. And so the principal tells him, you're going to, number one, you're going to help the janitorial staff after school every day. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're going to tutor kids on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And number three, you're going to be part of the school play. Like a musical. (laughs) Yeah. And Landon's like, I need to find a bridge. He's like, I choose death. Like, please don't do this to me. Right. I mean, when you think about it, he's a really popular kid who is concerned with his image. And this Mm -hmm. punishment is so perfect. Yeah, because it's taking away his free time. He's lowering himself in his eyes to clean up after people. It's humbling him. Yeah. And then he's also giving back with the tutoring. And and also, I think the main goal, because the principal says this, he says, you need to start hanging out with different people. And he does, because his friends are not only one of his friends, I think, I could say, maybe a good dude on the inside. By the way, I love this, okay? Because the principal could have just suspended him, but that's not going to teach him a lesson. It's not. I wish punishment like this would come back more often. After he tells his friends his punishment, they're all outside hanging out. I don't know why kids in movies always seem to have so much free time in high school. Right. (laughs) I had zero. Listen, you get there right before the bell rings. You put your shit away and you haul ass to class. Like, you don't have time to be sitting around in front of the school. But um, his friends sort of pick on Jamie. You know, they mock her. I mean, his friends just make fun of her because she has a reputation for being very religious, obviously being the pastor's daughter. She has a cross on her keychain. She dresses very conservatively. Yeah. And she takes it, but she also kind of gives it right back in a very sweet demeanor, which makes it even better. Well, here's the thing, right? Like the way they make fun of her, they'll tell her, for example, a nice sweater. Oh, she's wearing that sweater again. Mm -hmm. And Jamie goes, thank you. (laughs) Which is like, it's such a good comeback when someone's trying to offend you. You pretend that they're complimenting you. Yeah, thanks. I love the sweater. So at this point, you know, Landon is helping the janitorial staff after school and he Mm -hmm. is kind of seeing how busy Jamie is 
just giving back because she's staying after school, not because she's punished, but because she is part of like this club or whatever. She's part of probably every club. Yeah. (laughs) They also, to nobody's surprise, they do tutoring together. Jamie also tutors early in the morning on Saturdays. Right. Landon's punishment. He has to go tutor on Saturdays. And Jamie's there Mm -hmm. because, of course, because she's a sweet, innocent angel. Yes. Landon's not doing too well with the whole tutoring thing. The kid is a challenge and Landon is not prepared for it. Jamie is paying attention to him. Like, she's always watching Landon. Mm -hmm. Do you notice that? Like, she's always watching him. I feel like she's always watching everybody. You think so? I don't think it's just Landon. I think it's everybody. I think that she's watching him especially right now because she knows he's kind of a douche. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't want him messing with, like, they just inserted him into, like, three things that she's a, well, into two things that she's a part of, the tutoring and the play. That's right. Yeah. And so I think right now she's just trying to mitigate damage he could do because he's a douche. Right. Well, Jamie goes to sit next to Landon on the bus after the tutoring Mm -hmm. session. And, you know, she doesn't have to sit next to him, but she goes to talk to him and he's being so rude. Yeah. She's like, hey, you know, it can be a real challenge to get some of these kids engaged sometimes, you know, just keep at it. They'll come around. And he's like, "Is, is that all? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you talking to me? Like, he's above her. He's listening to rock music with these the old school headphones. <laughs> yeah, it is very late 90s, early 2000s. Love it. She is also doing some light reading on the bus. She's reading mm. the Holy Bible. She's reading Holly Bibble. <laughs> Holly Bibble. <laughs> um, she's reading the Holy Bible and he's making fun of her for reading it. He's like, what does your book have to say about it? Yeah. We learned that they've actually known each other for a long time. Like, they've been going to school together since they were seven years old. Mm-hmm. I went to four elementary schools, three middle schools, and two high schools. Oh, my so, God. So, like, I, f- I, I, I don't know, right, like, what this is like. You should have just wore a sailor's hat around so that people knew you had places to go and things to see, and that's why you can make friends. I wore my Navy hoodie until it fell apart. (laughs) So next we move to Landon's third ring of hell, uh, the third Mm -hmm. part of his punishment, which is auditioning for the school's spring play. Well, he has to be part of the production and he's like, oh, no, can't I do like lights or sets? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, no, no, dear boy, Um, you will be reading for the lead part get up there. I have something to say about this because remember, Landon is doing this as a punishment, but can you imagine there are other kids there that probably wanted the lead role? Yes. That they've probably been like working for it and then the most popular boy in school just gets it. Like that seems really unfair. Like these these other kids are probably have been working for it. And you know what? They're getting punished because Landon's getting punished. Right. No, I definitely thought that too. And, you know, he's not that good at it. He's not. You know, I actually wonder all the time how actors do it because they're having to memorize all these lines. And, I mean, I could barely memorize a grocery list. Like, I actually can't memorize a grocery list. I think it's different because I can't memorize a grocery list or a phone number. But I can memorize, like, big passages from a, like, movie or a book. 
That's called mental illness. <laughs> they just live rent free in my mind. <laughs> I know. No, that's true. I actually, I used to when I was little, I would memorize the dialogue in movies, and then I would just repeat it back because I would watch them over and over again. And now, did you do it while other people were watching the movies? Sometimes. Oh, that's rude. You know what, though? There's two types of people in this world, as as Britney Spears says. But no, there's two types of people in this world. There's the people that like to commentary while watching movies, and there's the people that want total silence. Which one are you? Total silence. <gasps> and you have a podcast about movie commentary? I save it for after. <laughs> so after the audition, Landon's outside waiting for his friend to come get him after the audition. Jamie's a little miffed it with Landon right now. She comes out and she's like, would it kill you to try? I know this isn't your thing, but it is some of our things. And you're kind of ruining the experience for us. No, yeah, I think it's exactly what we were talking about, where Jamie is annoyed that the popular boy is getting the lead role. And also, obviously, number one, isn't good at it. And number two, doesn't even want it. Yeah. But Landon needs a ride home because his friend never shows up. And Jamie, being the person she is, decides to give him a ride home. This part kind of pisses me off because... The radio? Yeah, well, they're writing, and she turns on her little Christian pop music, and he switches it to rock. Excuse me, if you're in my car and you touch my radio button, I am cutting your fingers off. Don't touch my fucking radio, okay? That's so rude. And it happens multiple times. Like, she switches it back to Christian music, he switches it back to rock... Yeah, and finally she says, I concede. Jamie says this cryptic thing. She says, 42. Yep, number 42. And Landon's like, okay, I bite. What is that? She says, it's a list that I made of things I want to do before I die. And 42 is befriend someone you don't like. Mm -hmm. And I'm calling bullshit on that, Jamie, because you have been eyeing Landon. Like, he is Shane West. We see you, girl. We know you know he is fine. Listen, we're all eyeing him. It's fine. Just be honest. God is watching. God knows what's in your heart. The next day, um, he actually sort of takes her advice a little bit because he goes up to her in the hallway and says, I need help with my lines. And she gets a little sassy. She gets really sassy. She, like, eats it up. She goes, oh, wow, you're asking me for help? And she starts walking off. She goes, I'll pray for you. (laughs) Thoughts and prayers, Landon. And she basically, like, makes him beg. Like, he's like, please, will you help me? She does. She makes him work for it. And Mm -hmm. then she says, fine, I'll help you under one condition. Courtney, this is, I remember as a teenager cringing physically at this part. Yeah. She looks at him with her angel Mandy Moore eyes and her sweet little voice. And she says, you have to promise me you won't fall in love with me. Yeah. And he's like. (laughs) won't be a problem he's like you're safe you're safe don't worry about Uh, it (laughs) i mean you know what like famous last words famous last words it's the power of suggestion like she just planted a seed in his mind with that she's an evil genius we need to go around to just to see if this works. We just need to go around to like people that we see a lot of. Or we could just be like, or with our bosses, be like, fine, I'll do this. But promise me you won't give me a raise. That might backfire. I don't know about that one. I don't know. Well, 
she does, like I said, she does agree to help him. And Daddy Sullivan is not happy about it. Landon shows up at her house and he's the bad boy in town. So, you know, the pastor's nervous. Even though the pastor's nervous, the first time of them running lines together goes pretty well, you know? And so afterwards, he's driving home, I guess, one night, and he sees her walking into the cemetery at mm-hmm. night. And so he goes after her. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing here? She's like, uh, what do you what do you think I'm doing in a cemetery? I'm here raising the dead. <laughs> Mind your business. It's between me and Jesus. <laughs> and she actually goes out there to look through her telescope and see the stars. She uses a telescope that she built. That's badass. That's super badass. I didn't even know you could build a telescope. Like, I didn't know you could have access as a teenager to the uh, almost said ingredients. That's how much <laughs> the supplies. That's how much experience I have in building things. I'm like, what are the ingredients to build a telescope? I want one. I don't know, but you know what? Whatever it is, she has access to it. And she's like, this is my baby. His name is Earl. Mm-hmm. She doesn't actually say that, but. <laughs> well, yeah, he, she shows him this big telescope and she tells him, like, I, I actually want to build a bigger one because there's this, like, comet that's going to pass by Earth and I really want to see it. Yeah. And she can't see it with her current telescope. She needs a more powerful one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have, like, a cute little chat in the cemetery in the middle of the night. Yeah. Casual. Sweet. Sexy. Yeah. Spooky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything white girls love. Everything. All that's missing is a pumpkin spice latte, girl. And we don't know what she's drinking. We don't know what's in her thermos. The next day, Landon is standing by his locker with his friends. Mm-hmm. Jamie comes up to him, which is the first time that she's approached him in front of his friends. So I feel like she knows what she's doing. She rightfully assumes that her and Landon are in a space in their friendship where she can talk to him in public. What a silly idea to be able to talk to your friend in public. Boys are stupid. You silly goose. She's like, hey, lines after school, Landon. And he goes, in your dreams, because his friends are watching and he's a douche. Oh my God, how embarrassing for her. And she is really embarrassed. And then this boy has the audacity to show up at her house later and ask to run lines. I'm sorry, sir? Sir. She slams the door right in his face. Good for her. He's in the doghouse now. Uh-huh. And the weirdest part is that he seems to care that she's mad at him. Yeah, he's like banging on the door. He's like, Jamie, come on. Then Daddy Sullivan comes out and is like, he looks like he's ready to throw hands. <laughs> yeah, he's like, leave my daughter alone. Uh, you don't want the the bad boy knocking on your door. Yeah, so after this... He actually starts to take the play seriously. He's running lines on his own. He drags his friend Eric in to help him run lines. He's putting in some hella work. Yeah, we get a montage of rehearsals at the school play. And so, you know, all of the people in the play, they're running lines, they're rehearsing in costume. You see them kind of preparing. But Landon and Jamie are not talking. They just kind of make eyes at each other from across the room. Well, yeah, but it's got to be hard. They have to talk eventually because 
their roles interact in the play. Right. They do have a scene together, but you you see them just not talking and they walk past each other in the halls and just you could just feel the tension there. That sexy, steamy eye contact. I wouldn't describe it as that. (laughs) That teenage angsty eye contact. There's a lot. There's a lot Mm -hmm. there. I mean, listen, the way he embarrassed her. I don't know if I could come back from that. I I would have to do something drastic to come back from that. Well, I think like I I would come back from it just to get revenge. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I would be like, jokes on you. Now I'm pregnant with your baby. <laughs> jokes on you. Now you're in love with me and I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> in this montage, it kind of seems like uh, Landon is growing a conscience because he even goes to visit the guy that got hurt in, in the intro. It seems like J- like just sort of being around Jamie, he's like absorbing some angelic vibes by mm-hmm. osmosis. Yeah, it's happening. Something is happening. Okay, so it's the day of the spring play. Uh-huh. It's the day of the play. Landon's friends even came to watch him in the play. Landon's mom is there. Mm-hmm. So Landon's surprise, his dad is there also. Right. So Landon and his dad don't have a good relationship. I guess his dad left at some point in his childhood Mm -hmm. and Landon has never forgiven him for it. But it seems like the dad is trying now. And it's like, you know what? Better late than never, honestly. I mean, yeah. And also his mom doesn't seem to hold a grudge either. So I wonder if Landon's parents separated when he was younger and he just has like a skewed perspective of the divorce, you know? Very possible. Complicated things. Uh, yeah. Different podcast. Moving on. <laughs> but um, check out our trauma podcast at Definitely Not Just In Your Head podcast. Um, our trauma podcast is literally our outtakes. Like what you guys don't hear is all of the trauma dumping we do that mm-hmm. eventually we have to cut out of the final episode for your mental well-being. Anyways... But yeah, so the play comes and Landon's big part of the play is there. The one that includes Jamie. We get to watch the scene between Jamie and Landon. Jamie looks beautiful. They've like made her hair wavy and she's wearing this gorgeous kind of like teal gown. Mm -hmm. She's wearing makeup. And because she's Mandy Moore, she gets to do a musical number. Of course, because that voice. Why not? I, I get it, but I also... I just get really peeved when a singer, like a popular singer, gets cast in a movie and then they make them perform in the movie because it's just reminding us that they're a popular singer. Like, just, you know, I don't like it. Um, I like it sometimes. I like it in this movie. Of course, because you were listening to the soundtrack on repeat, like a little angsty teenager, probably in my garage. <laughs> as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to go back and listen to it again. Okay. When Jamie starts singing her song, mm-hmm. which, by the way, was very, like, had a lot of Christian undertones. There's a lot of, like, put my hands together and pray that I'll be mm-hmm. only yours. It seems like it's a song for Jesus. I don't know. Am I wrong? I get tricked by Christian rock all the time where I'm like, ooh, I love this song. This is this is a bop. And then they're like, for our Lord Jesus. And I'm like, God damn it. You got me again. <laughs> Landon and Jamie, they have their scene together, and it's just them in this scene. You see Landon see Jamie like they've never done a dress rehearsal. 
And every single line he memorized vacates his mind. And he's just staring at her like she's the eighth wonder of the world. And you see in real time how this boy falls for her. They've been building up all this angst between Mm -hmm. each other, but they have been avoiding each other. And now they're forced to be face to face. Mm -hmm. She looks incredible. He looks dashing. They're staring into each other's eyes. He leans in and kisses her, which I don't think was in the script. It was not in the script. And you can see daddy's face. Daddy Sullivan sees his baby girl catch feelings at the same time. The boy catches feelings and he has his hand up at his mouth and you can just see his mind is just like, fuck. Yeah, but what's like the Christian version of that? What's like the Jesus appropriate version? G. Willikers. G. Willikers. The next day at school, Landon actually sits with Jamie at lunch. Right. And this is notable because if you know anything about American high school lore, Where you sit at lunch is a big deal. And he sits with Jamie because Landon caught feelings for Jamie. Do you know that there's a scientific way to fall in love? Do you know that? No. So there was a study that was done where they took strangers and the way they made them fall in love is by making them stare into each other's eyes while revealing increasingly personal details. I don't... That sounds horrifying. But like literally... The study showed that a a significant percentage of people fell in love from that experiment. Jesus. If you have a guy that you want to fall in love with you, you have to make him sit down somewhere where he can't move. I'm not saying tie him up. I'm just saying make him stare into your eyes and make him reveal increasingly personal details about himself. Tell him it's for a social experiment. Tell him what's going on YouTube. But that's how you get, think about it, that's how you fall in love is by opening up yourself to the person. And you can just streamline it by forcing that on them. Sure, 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 sure. Anyways, so (laughs) boy is gone. He caught feelings. Jamie is still giving him the cold shoulder. Yeah, she's, she's not happy with him still. She's still mad at him. Even after the kiss and even after all her feelings. Right. She's still mad at him for blowing her off in front of his friends. And at one point, he kind of chases after her after school. He's like, hey, I'm trying here. Mm. He's like, maybe I miss spending time with you. Maybe you inspire me. You know, after he's like revealing this like vulnerable thing to her, she goes, you don't know the first thing about having friends. And he says... I don't want to just be your friend. My next line of notes is literally tee hee 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 (laughs) for like a whole line. It was so cute. It feels wrong to sit here and be like, yeah, he doesn't want to be friends. He just wants to dick her down. But like, it feels wrong to say shit like that. So let's not. (laughs) But that's who I am. (laughs) Yeah, I want you to change who you are fundamentally. And now he comes by her house. It's in the evening and she opens the door for him and he gives her a a present. He's like, this is for you. This made me think, actually, how I always forget to Google what the proper way to accept a present is. And I only think about it when I'm receiving one. But what Mm -hmm. are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to open it in front of the person that gave it to you? No, I think the proper etiquette is to not open it in front of him, to accept it, say thank you, open it in privacy later, and then send them a thank you card. 
why are we so cold and detached with people that are giving us presents? I don't know. I open, like if somebody gives me a present, I'm going to be like, can I open it now? Yeah, 100%. What's in it? Is it a bomb? Did you send me a pipe bomb? Well, that's the thing, right? If someone gives you a present and then you're like, can I open it now? And they get freaked out and start backing away. And they're like, no, 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 no. Open it when I leave. Like, like wait 30 minutes after I leave and then open it. Um, yeah, that's, it's a bomb. <laughs> that is a bomb. Yeah, well, I guess Jamie knows the protocol that I never figured out. And she just takes the present. She says, thank you. And she opens it after he leaves. So she opens it and... It's a it's a cardigan. He bought her a new cardigan and it's pretty and pink and You said it's pretty? I mean, the color is pretty, yeah. It is the most hideous looking thing I've ever seen, but okay. <laughs> Think about the time this took place in. I don't know. I mean, it's like a baby pink knitted cardigan. I don't know. I love all cardigans. It doesn't matter how ugly they are. If it's a cardigan, I'll wear it. The other thing about this present is the fact that the context of him giving her a cardigan is that his friends have always bullied her for wearing the same sweater. Mm-hmm. So how is this a sweet? I don't know. It's almost implying like she can't buy like she's poor. She can't buy her own cardigan. I think his heart was in the right place with, you know what? She likes sweaters. She likes this cardigan she always wears. Perhaps she would enjoy another cardigan. I would have read it as that cardigan you're always wearing. It looks stank as hell and you need a new one. But sure. You know what? We can tell that Rose's love language is not gifts. (laughs) It actually is. Give me gifts. Is it? Mine is. I like words of affirmation and gifts. I like acts of service and gifts. Give us gifts. <laughs> Give us pretty, like literally sometimes Frank will come home and he'll be like, I bought you a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, he loves me. Yeah. I love it. Anyways, after his friends kind of shake off the initial shock of being shunned in the lunchroom, they decide to get back at Jamie for her perceived bad deeds, I guess. And the way they come about this is sort of accidental, and it is one of the worst things I can imagine happening to me in high school. Accidental how? They literally took a picture of her from the play, and then they very roughly photoshopped her face onto like a very sexualized image of a woman in a bikini. Mm -hmm. And then at the bottom, they put the text, Virgin Mary, question mark. What kills me about this is that in this day and age... That picture might be posted to social media under an anonymous account. It Mm -hmm. might be texted out, you know, to everyone in school. But this was in the early 2000s. This was before smartphones. And so they had to print this out. They had to, like, spend money to print this out. Yes. And they did it in color. Oh, my goodness. Poor, sweet, innocent Jamie. She goes into the cafeteria and people are snickering. Mm -hmm. And Jamie is horrified. Jamie's so horrified. She pretty much has a panic attack right there. And I think it's especially embarrassing for Jamie because she is like the religious girl Mm -hmm. who is very, very chaste and very, she's very conservative, you know, and having like a a, like a seductive picture of her mm-hmm. being photoshopped. That's that. It, it was so cruel, you know. E- extremely cruel. And she has a panic attack, and she turns to flee, and she f- runs directly into Landon. 
who immediately snaps into soft protector mode. Landon really stands up for her in front of the whole school. Like in the cafeteria, he goes up to his friend group, which is the one spreading these flyers. Mm -hmm. And he like pushes his friend and he basically like gets into a fight. His friend, who I guess was sort of second in command, is like, we are done. He's like, we're done. We're not refunding your membership fee. You can't come to our bad kid meetings anymore. We're returning the matching shirt we got you. We're returning the matching shirt. <laughs> yeah. So and dumb. Landon takes Jamie's hand and he drives Jamie home. Mm-hmm. They pull up in front of her house and he's like, I actually wanted to ask you something. And she's calmed down by this point. She seems fine. And he's like, do you want to go out on a date with me? Can I take you out on a date? She says no. Uh, Not because she's busy, but because she's not allowed to date. Yeah. And so Landon goes to Daddy Sullivan. Daddy Sullivan says, hell to the no. Please leave. Yeah. But then Landon, he basically, he plays the faith card. He's like, hey, aren't you a preacher? Don't you know about faith? Have faith in me. You know what? I give it up for Landon because he played Daddy Sullivan so well. Daddy Sullivan knew the minute he was caught. He's like, shit, I'm going to have to let him date my daughter. The preacher folds like a wet paper bag. He's like, yes, I do have faith. I am a man of faith. Therefore, I will extend faith. I'm sorry. I'll say don't have faith in in a teenage boy. Just don't. (laughs) They will 95% of the time disappoint you. Yeah, just don't have faith in them. Take your expectations of them and I want you to cut them in half Mm -hmm. and then cut that in half again and then cut that in thirds. Yeah. And then put it away in a drawer and just don't have any faith. (laughs) (laughs) And so he actually gets to take Jamie out. And I think their first date is so cute. Well, yeah, he takes her out to like this nice restaurant. And I never Uh understand how teenagers in movies go on these dates because they don't have jobs. There is a money laundering scheme happening underneath all of these teen movies. Listen, I'm not mad. I just want in. (laughs) As mothers, we're not we're not angry at you. We're just disappointed you're not including us. Um, and then he takes her to the state line. There in North Carolina, he takes her to the border of Virginia, and then he has her put a foot on each side of the border. Yeah, because that was another thing on her bucket list, to be two places at once. Right, and she's so excited that he thought of a way to do mm-hmm. it. What a weird thing to have on your bucket list. Like, you might as well, like, everything else on her bucket list seems, like, doable, but this was, like, magic. Like, I'm sorry, what? Become a wizard. Like, on my bucket list is getting my letter from Hogwarts. Yeah, I wish that for you. And having fast metabolism. Oh, fast metabolism. That would be nice. Well, also on their first date, one of the things on her bucket list was to get a tattoo. And so he has, like, this array of temporary tattoos. Yeah, he buys her some temporary tattoos, and she picks a butterfly, and then he asks, where do you want it? And she, like, slips down the shoulder of her dress all sensual like okay okay you vixen i see jesus jesus is watching jesus is watching (laughs) leave room for jesus okay (laughs) and they go they end up at a marina i don't know why they're at the marina yeah why not why not they're at a marina and they're walking and having a great day and landon stops and he turns to her and he says that he wants to kiss her Mm mm-hmm so he kisses her and mm-hmm. then he says i love you 
God damn it, Landon, you had one job. (laughs) One job. She freezes like a deer in headlights. And then she said, I told you not to fall in love with me. They go to school holding hands and it's scandalous. They're like, ooh. And then her dad catches them kissing on her front lawn. And I'm like, girl, you've got to be more discreet. You're the preacher's daughter. Like, have some decorum. They're on like their third date. And Landon asks her, what did you tell your dad? She goes, the truth. I just left you out of it. So her dad thinks that she's out in a cemetery by herself looking at the stars. And he's totally fine with that. But if you add a boy, like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because her dad would rather she get murdered than have sex before she's married. You know what? That completely checks out. (laughs) It's in the Bible. Landon shows all the stuff that he brought. He brought a blanket and a like a picnic basket like he was he came prepared and she's like Landon are you trying to seduce me honey bun he's been trying to seduce you girl it listen and he goes are you seducible and she shakes her head first of all that is Shane West we are all seducible okay every single (laughs) one of this we are all seducible do you know who Shane West reminds me of I might get shit for this do you know Hawkeye from the Avengers, you know who he is? I can see it, yeah. Yeah, so as you can imagine, they are cuddling under the stars. It's mm-hmm. a romantic night. Um, it is. Landon even has Jamie look for a star um, for a very special reason. He had a star named after her. That's really sweet. It's adorable. And you have to remember, this is like early 2000s. Like, I think now it's like pretty common knowledge that you can do that. But back then, I mean, listen, the Internet was barely a thing. Like, how did he figure this out? He had to do shit in writing, you know? He had to do shit in writing. He had to go find a mail order catalog with an insert to order this. He had to order it, send it in, and then wait for it to be sent back to him. Right. So if your boyfriend does it now, like big whoop, he clicked a couple times and paid $30 or something. Mm -hmm. But Landon, he put in the work, man. (laughs) He put in some work. And you know what? And that deserves him like some second base. I'm just saying. I don't think he got the second base, but they do spend all night kind of cuddling and talking. Uh Uh-huh. Um, And she reveals to him kind of the other things on her list. Yeah. Number one on her list is that she wants to get married in the church where her mother grew up in. And it's also where her parents got married at. Yeah. And then obviously there's um, the comet that she wants to look at that she needs a bigger telescope Mm -hmm. for. What was the other thing? I forgot. Unimportant. Yeah. There were other things. Probably not important. So Landon is talking to his mom the next day. She's like, hey, I was doing laundry and I found this. And he started making his own bucket list. Yeah, well, it's a, it's basically he wants to get into medical school and he has like a bunch uh-huh. of other things he wants to do. And his mom, instead of saying, wow, baby, that's amazing. His mom is kind of like, oh, honey. It's a good thing you're pretty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't say it's far-fetched, but she says, oh, honey, you're going to have to work really, really hard. Can you blame her, though? He's been kind of like a rebel bad boy. Like, Just kind of reminds me of this thing I heard a long time ago where there are parents that tell their kids it could be anything. Like, you could be an astronaut. You could be the mm-hmm. president. And then there are parents like my mom that would be like, 
you can't be an astronaut. Your head is too big. It won't fit in the helmet. (laughs) That was like someone's joke. I can't remember. I heard it a long time ago, but it stuck with me because I'm like, yeah, that's my mom. She's always like, she's always going to give me a little piece of humble pie, you know? Jamie and Landon are having a date. They're walking in like town or something like that. They're holding hands. Landon is telling Jamie kind of his plans and kind of his new ambition to get into medical school. And Mm -hmm. then he asks her where she's going to go to college if she's been applying to college. And she tells him, I'm not applying to college. Yeah. And he's like, oh, are you going to like stay here? Are you going to do the the year in the Peace Corps? You're going to become a nun for a year? What's what's happening? She has this moment where you could tell she's about to deliver bad news. And I was thinking like, okay, this is the part in the movie where the really, really pale, weird girl either tells you she's a vampire or tells you she's sick. In this case, she's sick. She's not a vampire. She's actually dying. Yeah. She has leukemia. And she's actually stopped responding to treatment. She's had leukemia for two years, and she says Mm -hmm. the treatments aren't working anymore. Um, And she says that she was at peace, kind of like she was at peace with the fact that she was dying Mm -hmm. until she met him. You know, he still tried to talk to her, and she's, like, breaking up with him. And she yells at him right before she runs away. She yells at him. I don't need a reason to be angry with God. Okay, um, I don't get this because she just broke this crazy news to him that she's dying. Um, Remember, this is her boyfriend. He has told her he loves Mm -hmm. her. They've been dating probably not very long, but still young puppy love he's in love she just broke this news to him and she's mad at him and she runs away yeah Landon's having a really hard time with the news that Jamie's going to die and you see him driving and he's crying in the car and he goes to his dad's house apparently Landon's dad is a doctor and so that's all Landon can think to do he Mm -hmm. goes to his dad's house and he's like my girlfriend has cancer I need you to help her Landon tells his dad I need you to come see her I need you to come see her right now and poor Landon's dad is like I'm a cardiologist I don't know her doctors I don't know her history Landon is so angry at his dad he's like of course like you're never there (laughs) for me you know and it's such a kid thing to do to be mad at your parent for something that they literally can't control I mean yeah it's like his dad became a cardiologist specifically so in the future Landon's girlfriend would die of cancer right he became a cardiologist so he could watch his his son's girlfriend die Landon actually sort of just ignores Jamie's pseudo sort of breakup. Well, I think it's kind of fucked up because she told him she had cancer and then she ghosted him. Yeah. So he has to show up at her house. He has to show up at her house and she does eventually talk to him. Landon tells Jamie's dad, like, tell her I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing, too, is that in between this, as Landon is having a hard time and he's crying and he just feels so alone because his dad mm-hmm. is a gynecologist and won't help him. Sorry. His dad's a cardiologist. <laughs> he's a cardiologist. Between the time where Jamie is ghosting Landon and when she finally starts talking to him, you have Landon here building a giant telescope for her, like in her backyard. 
now that Landon knows that Jamie is dying, I Mm -hmm. think he's more motivated to help her with her bucket list. He's super motivated to help her with the bucket list. You know, he's building this telescope in her backyard while she's not even talking to him. It seems to me like she's getting sicker by the day, Mm -hmm. like since the moment that she told him. I've heard that that's kind of how it happens with cancer sometimes where they're fine and then they they go from living a relatively normal life to not being able to get out of bed. Right. And uh, she actually collapses at home while he's Mm -hmm. outside building a telescope for her and she gets rushed to the hospital. Yeah. And Landon actually goes to the hospital and stays there with her. It's so heartbreaking because he's a teenage boy. Like, just think about how little life experience he has. I mean, when you are an adult and you're dealing with grief and loss and a sick loved one, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine going through that as a 16-year-old, which obviously it happens, but it's wild to me. Well, he's having to deal with normal getting ready to grab like normal senior and high school issues. Right. And the issues that come with being the significant other of someone who's dying. Yeah. But Landy gets back to the hospital to see Jamie after school one day. And she's actually um, being wheeled out to go home. She tells Landon that his dad paid for her to have private home care, Mm -hmm. um, which is not cheap. No, it's extremely expensive. I think this was sort of the dad's olive branch to Landon. It was really a touching scene when Landon runs back to his dad and Mm -hmm. he goes to thank him. And I don't think he even gets a word out. He just kind of collapses into his dad's arms and they embrace. Yeah, Landon's sobbing into his dad's like embrace. Landon is terrified and grateful and sad With her being in the hospital, he got behind on his telescope building. Mm -hmm. And so now that she's home and she's going to be able to use her telescope, he is he's burning the midnight oil right now trying to get that telescope done. Well, he needs to get it done in time for her to be able to watch the comet that's on her list to see that's on her bucket list. And he's out there working one night. Daddy Sullivan comes out. Landon thinks he's going to be like, you need to go home now, Landon. But he actually gives him a lantern and some coffee, and he's like, do you need any help? Oh, God. I love that. Yeah, so Landon finishes the telescope right at the nick of time, and Mm -hmm. Jamie gets to see that comet that's been on her bucket list. Yeah, she does, and she's so happy about it. Jamie is so grateful for the things Landon does for her. So that night... Landon proposes to Jamie and yeah a part of me is like oh my gosh it's so great and the other part of me is like you're a teenager you don't know what you're doing no listen he knows what he's doing he's marrying Jamie who's going to die (laughs) okay this is not a long-term commitment for him yeah you're right uh I actually have a note about that later but um yeah so now we cut to a wedding scene and it's a beautiful mm-hmm. ceremony. Beautiful. Her dress is gorgeous. Her dress is gorgeous. It's in a small church, you know, lots of flowers, lots of white. Mm-hmm. 
what I don't like is that Landon's friends are there. They shouldn't have been invited, but okay. They bullied her all year, and now she's getting married before she dies, but okay. Her dad marries them. He walks her down the aisle, and then he officiates the wedding. And it is. It's a beautiful, gorgeous wedding. And it's it's fulfilling the top of her bucket list, which was to get married in the same church that her parents got married in. Yeah. And then it sort of pans to, like, a landscape scenery at first with Landon narrating over it. And he said, we had a perfect summer. And then four months later, Jamie was gone. That is one hell of a way to break up before college. Like, you just just dying. If you wanted to be single, just say that. You're so dramatic. (laughs) Um, So now... Now Landon has to go to college all espresso depresso. It shows him going back about four years later to visit Jamie's dad. So Landon has gotten into medical school, yeah. you know, and it's I love that he and Jamie's dad are still in touch because we haven't talked about this, but Jamie's dad has had a rough life. Like his wife died and mm-hmm. now his daughter died. Like I feel so bad for that guy. Yeah. Jamie's dad definitely has not had a good go of it. Another thing on Jamie's list was to witness a miracle. And Landon apologizes to Daddy Sullivan and says, I'm sorry, Jamie never got her miracle. Yeah. And the pastor is like, she did. It was you. And I was just like, (sighs) God damn it, Nicholas Sparks. God damn it. Damn it. The feeling, the feelings. I didn't, I don't want to, like, cut it out. I've seen this movie so many times and I still cry when I watch it. I I honestly felt more during The Notebook. Really? I just, the old people really get me. Old people are supposed to die, though. It's the love, the old love that really gets me. It's, this is the... Love that you're never going to know how it plays out that gets me, you know? It's really? the all, it's the almost could have been. Okay, well, this is where our movie leaves us. Espresso depresso. The teapot is empty for today. Don't worry, more is brewing it on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.